Welcome. Thank you. To Awake with Javon. Oh, nice. That's what I'm calling this. <laughs> nice. My purpose is to find guides that point the way. Good. And what are we pointing the way to? Well, awakening, yeah. enlightening, whatever, nice. whatever that thing nice. is. And if I can start with a story. All right. This is how I found you. Okay. And I see this like a, uh, it's where miracles become common. Yes. So when I first found you, my wife Carolyn had a back problem, mm. and we live just like a mile away. Right. Uh, Phillips in chiropractic. Right. Uh, and we, I said, we need to get a good chiropractor. Right. So went to Yelp. You had like 200 reviews, right. all five stars. I'm right. like, that's strange, right. <laughs> first of all. And so it was Carolyn, and we have two toddlers. And so right. uh, I saw it, and I, I said, I'm coming with you. And my wife said, Carolyn said, why are you coming with me? That's only trouble mm. to have two toddlers sure, or sure, whenever sure. we go. Just stay, sure. I'll go, and right. then I'll come back. Everybody's life's better. Right. And I just knew I needed to go, mm. which is very strange. Mm. No one wants to have toddlers destroying other people's stuff. Mm. But I'm like, babe, I'm gonna go. Right. So we parked right down here, because we're in your office now. Right. And we came up, and I walk in, and I see the poster of Baba. Oh, yeah. I see. I life of service and I'm thinking this this was yeah. I was meant to come here yep. I was meant to come and we walk in and we probably talked for 45 minutes about God and yeah. awakening and yeah I think you were was it in the evening or right before lunch because normally I can't spend that much time normally so so there was a lot of people waiting for us when we were was there <laughs> yeah. was there all right all right so first question uh, let me just preface this by uh, you've been on this path that isn't a path right. for a long time. Yep. You've traveled the world. Yep. You found an awakened teacher yep. uh, who went by Baba in India, right? That's correct. And you spent much time with him, with his ministry up there, spending months and months at a time as a healer. Well, because I was still working here, so I would go once a year for two to four weeks. Okay. And I did that for about 10 years. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So here you are as a chiropractor, yeah. uh, who I affectionately call to my friends as Guru Cairo. Oh gosh. <laughs> you know, this is my name. Okay. It helps me out. Okay. I'm like, hey, listen, ask him about God. And that's right. Now, I don't know if my friends do or not, but, but tell me, what is it to be uh, awakened, enlightened? What, it, what is that? So, I think you'd have to say there's various degrees of awakened and enlightened, right? Are they the so, same thing? Um, I think I think they're pretty interchangeable, but it's a, it's a lot like waking a kid up in the morning for school, right? First he's out cold, right? And you say, "Honey, come on, get up." Ah. <laughs> he's vaguely aware you're there, ah, right? Come on, you got to get up, and you go make coffee and come back. And he's out cold again. So it's like now you shake him a little harder. It's like what? Right? He's still. So eventually, you get him to the point where he's awake, getting dressed, getting ready for school. Okay. So I would say, a truly awakened, enlightened being, um, is fully aware that he's God. And so everything else. And this is my teacher would say, he goes, I'm God. He goes, but so are you. The only difference is I'm fully aware of it. You are not. 
So I would say, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm a fully awake being, but I'm waking up, right? So I'm waking up, and I, I think... Less groggy. Less groggy, got one eye kind of open. I'm looking around, we're going to see the room, right? Yeah. The dream is starting to fade a little bit, right? I was dreaming of flying a carpet or whatever, right? And I, I slowly start to wake up, and you start to see the bed and the room, and you start to wake up to a, a higher reality, yeah. right? So... I wouldn't say I'm fully awakened, but I am waking up. I am waking up. And I think you, you don't usually see a lot of fully awake beings because for most of us that are in this classroom, once you wake up to a certain point, you move on to the next classroom. It's, by it's by like classroom, do you mean earth in general? Earth, earth yeah. at this particular time. So you, I would say this is like first grade, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, in first grade, you're wandering around. Only the teacher really has a good handle on reading and writing and math. The rest of us are struggling two plus two and three minus one. Uh, and, and so, I mean, you're not going to run into, usually, a, a first grader that's doing calculus. Because yeah. he moved on a long time yeah. ago, right? So, this classroom it's the fundamentals and really I, I would say the fundamentals is choosing between service to self and service to others right so in order to graduate best of my knowledge the the left-hand path service to self is what a lot of people would call the evil path but it, it, it's I don't think calling it evil is really correct it's more accurately service to self mm -hmm. and Baba would say my teacher would say Service to self still is service to God. Mm -hmm. You're still serving God, but you're, it, it's, it's a contraction of consciousness. Mm -hmm. Consciousness has contracted, where service to other is expansion of consciousness. So you can put it this way. You could say left-hand path, path of evil. Right-hand path, path of good. Left-hand path, service to self. Right-hand path, service to others. Left-hand path, service to evil. Right-hand path serves to good, but it's all still part of God's curriculum. Mm -hmm. The left-hand path is an authentic path. Okay. Okay. Positive or negative, maybe. Positive or negative. Yeah. Expansion or contraction. They're just mm -hmm. different ways you can talk about it without the judgment. We say good and evil. That's our judgment. Mm -hmm. That's our judgment. But the truth is, it's still all part of God. Right? Now, the right-hand path, service to others, in order to graduate, you need a 51% service to others. Basically, when you say 51%, you're talking about the percentage of your intention behind everything, everything yeah. you do. Yeah, and I think, I think it would be like, okay, so you have a day off, but this homeless shelter downtown really needs you today. Yeah. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. As opposed to if you're 99% service to others, it's like, yes, yay! 51% yeah. is like, oh. God, I really wanted to watch the football game today, but yeah. you know they need me, so okay, I'll go. So right, maybe the so your intention is really you really wanted to have a break and do nothing, right. but you did it anyway because because your heart moves you because you know they're suffering and and you know that that by you helping it will really make a difference in somebody's life. So so you do it. So does that that mean that the the action itself? has little to do with the polarization so to speak and it's it's that yeah. energetic intention behind yeah, that's it that's exactly it in the in some of the uh hindu uh scriptures they talk about uh that i think krishna one of the avatars incarnation of god 
um, he had a, a a devotee that I don't know. I, I I'm just this is roughly the idea. Right. Brought him a gift of like a pound of gold or whatever, uh-huh. and, and he put it on a scale. And then another devotee brought him a, a leaf uh-huh. from uh, the holy basil plant and put it on the scale. The scale tipped. The leaf was heavier because the scale was measuring the love with which it was given. Uh, right. So this is this is like God's way of saying, it's not the material thing that matters to you and matters to God. Matters mm-hmm. to you by mean your evolution, your awakening. It's not the 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 grand the grandiosity in the in the eyes of the world. It's not the pound of gold versus a leaf from a plant. It's the purity and the love of your heart with which you do it that matters. Mm-hmm. Right. My teacher. My teacher. Uh, talked about this and he, he gave a phrase that took me a long time to understand. He said, service without love is despicable. Mm. So that means you're going to feeding the homeless. You're doing the action. You're go- doing the action, but you're doing it for ego, look at me, look how, yeah. how good I am, or for your community to praise you, oh, what a good man, look how you're feeding the homeless. You're not choosing either path at that point. No, no. So is despicable. He didn't say it's not a good idea. He said it's despicable. So in God's eyes, that's kind of disgusting because mm. it's it's like built-in hypocrisy, yeah. right? Spew you out he of said, my mouth. Yeah, yeah. Service with love, you think that's it. That's going to please God completely. He goes, it's desirable. Uh-huh. So it's a step in the right direction, right? But the third one took me a long time to understand. He goes, he goes, but love without service is divine. That's divinity. Love without service. And what does that mean? You tell me. <laughs> took me a few years yeah. to figure it out. Well, here's what it means. So let's just say you're feeding the homeless because you think that's going to be pleasing to God, but you're just kind of, you know, you're punching your ticket. You're hoping God's seeing this and you'll get some good karma and then when you die, you go to heaven. I mean, so you're doing it just for you, really. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're going through the motions. Service with love. Okay, so you're doing it, you're, you're feeding the homeless, and you, you feel some love for them, and, and you're serving with love. But you're still, you're still It's service. Who are you serving? You still think there's some separation. There's separation there, exactly. Yeah. Service without, uh, love without service, to me what comes to mind is a mother Newborn baby in the other room, middle of the night, baby starts crying. Mom doesn't stop and say, okay, God, I want you to notice that I'm getting up, (laughs) right? I'm going to give up some of my sleep, and I'm going to go change this baby. So, you know, don't forget, give me a little good karma. She's taking care of her own body as far as she's concerned. Her heart jumps her out of bed. The love for that baby is the only thing there. There's no other thought than this baby is is crying, and the 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 pain, the this discomfort, this unhappiness, the baby go. The love in her heart, she jumps up and tends to that baby. Yeah, that's divinity. Mm. Divinity is when your heart has become so filled with love that you do it because you can't stand the suffering of the other. 
It's not karma, it's not look at me, it's not knocking some time off your, your sentence on earth, right? None of that. You're operating out of love. That's divinity. Was there, is there a differentiation as wisdom comes into the picture? Because there's a lot of stuff that we go through that is by design, right? Maybe everything we're going it's through is all by design. So all by at, design. at a certain level, if I take away somebody else's uh, design for things that they're meant to go through so that they can choose love or choose yep. whatever, uh, that's where I would think wisdom would come in, right? Yep. And then how do I differentiate between the two? So that's a really good point. So, so I've been recently studying the law of one, which is amazing. It's wonderful stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But one of the things is they'll say, they, they try to speak as close to truth as possible, so there's no, there's no uh, uh, frivolous words. So when they say like teaching slash learning, mm -hmm. because that's the other side of that coin. When you teach, you're also learning. Mm -hmm. But one of the things they say is they say love slash light. So that's love slash wisdom, wisdom slash love. So they're, they're similar, they're slightly different. So that's part of the lesson plan is wisdom and love. They're different, but you have to blend them together. So let's just say you operate from pure wisdom. Let's just say you're operating from pure wisdom. And to me, a, a simple definition of wisdom is to know that this is all one. Mm -hmm. That's wisdom. There's nothing but God. All mm -hmm. there is is God. There's nothing other than that. So then that is wisdom. So everything you operate, you operate from that oneness, knowing that the other slash self. Mm -hmm. So it's your own self that appears as the other. That's wisdom. Mm -hmm. Wisdom is to know it's all one, okay? Mm -hmm. But let's just say I'm operating just purely from wisdom. Well, from the highest level of wisdom, it's all God. It's all perfect. Mm -hmm. I don't need to do anything. Yeah. I don't need to do anything. It's really interesting because the, 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 the book of the law of one is actual extraterrestrial source. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's, I don't like channeled stuff in general because it's too easy for bad influences to get into the channel and ruin the message. Mm -hmm. This happens to be, from sources I trust, pretty darn good it's like 95 percent accurate uh. but one of the things so there's they talk about different densities not quite dimensions density so different you can almost say different levels of learning mm -hmm. right so this is third going into fourth so they talk about fifth level sixth level seventh level eighth level you kind of merge back into the the oneness right they say in order to uh elicit help from other higher civilizations. They have to get fourth level densities because fifth and above, they won't help. Because <laughs> they say everything's perfect. Yeah. Everything is operating yeah. according to the laws. You're miserable, right on track. Yeah. Uh, according to the laws of the creator, yeah. everything is perfect. So uh. what do we need to do? Yeah. We don't need to do anything. As a matter of fact, if we get in there mucking around, a lot of times we make things worse. Right. So. Uh, it's it's occurred to me too that in the absolute aspect of God, mm -hmm. God doesn't at that he doesn't interfere with any of this because first of all it's all an illusion. Second of all, the illusion is going 
along perfect laws, there's nothing to be yeah. done. But then you have a manifested aspect of God, that the one step down from the absolute aspect of God. So you can almost say, I like to call it a day at the beach. So let's just say we're all part of the oneness, the unmanifest, absolute, infinite, always been, always been, mm. always will be, right? And so it's like the infinite, infinite consciousness says, hey, this pure bliss is great, but who wants to go to the beach, mm -hmm. right? Who wants to go to the beach? And his own self goes, that sounds like fun. So I said, okay, first of all, I got to make a beach. Like, oh, that's right. We don't I got to make a beach, <laughs> and then I got to make individual selves to uh -huh. go to the beach so uh -huh. we can play, right, and whatever. And yeah, but you got a beach, and you got all these individual aspects of self. I better make a lifeguard. Uh -huh. Because he's, he, there's going to be a few that are going to go a little too deep out in the water and going to start to drown. So I'll make a lifeguard. Yeah. So I would say, the beach is the physical universe. Yeah. The people going to the beach are the individualized aspects of the unmanifest absolute. So you could say humans. Uh -huh. There's many, many individualized aspects. But we'll say humans. And then if you're going to make a physical universe in humans. They're going to get in trouble, so I better make a lifeguard. So to me, the lifeguard is the manifested aspect of God that can intervene, right? So let's just say everything's going right along your karma, and you're suffering like hell because of all the things you've done before, but you truly, truly start to awaken and start to operate from that love and start to operate from a higher aspect of yourself. The lifeguard can come in and go, you know what, you're getting the lesson. I'm gonna, I'm gonna erase half of your debt just because you're moving in the direction that karma is designed to push you in. Mm -hmm. So out of mercy, I'm gonna erase half that debt for you. Now that be considered just grace? Grace. Or what is that? Yeah, you could call that grace. You could call it, it grace. But could it be these entities that have come and come to help? Uh, or well, so if, if everything is God, how does God manifest His grace? He may manifest it as your mom. Yeah. Saying, you know what, honey? You look tired. I made your favorite dinner. So grace just shows up. Grace shows up. In any way, any, any form. God moves effortlessly through every aspect of the universe. Mm -hmm. it's kind God, of like God can move effortlessly through your three-year-old. That tells you, Daddy, you shouldn't smoke. Like the agents in, in the Matrix, they can pop up and yeah. interview people. <laughs> God moves effortlessly through all aspects of his of his universe. That's Let's, God. It's all God. Let's just say your time's come and uh, it's time for you to leave this this planet. Well, maybe you're getting in your car and a tree falls over and crushes you. That's still God. Yeah. It looks pretty horrible from the outside, but when you're on the other side, you go, oh, thank you. Thank, thank you for getting me out of that classroom. That was a rough classroom. That was rough. It's like, ah, yeah, yeah you're finished. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's define. Okay. Uh, just a little bit of a recap. Two choices we have here. Yeah. Left path serves to self. Mm. It's a rough path, seems like. <laughs> Yeah. We would, from the outside, it looks like a rough path. Yeah, it has its charm. Yeah. Uh, as as the, in the, in the 
law of one, uh, they said, because they asked him, was like, why would you choose that path? Yeah. They go, well, look, some people like to picnic in the daytime in the sun, and some people like to walk around at night. They, they yeah. say the stars and the moon is attractive to them. Yeah. So it has its charms. Well, to give context, too, some names that they dropped that went, that effectively graduated service to self. Well, you read that like part. Genghis Khan, Genghis Khan, Rasputin. Rasputin. Uh, Hitler did not make it. No, he didn't. That's it. I mean, didn't. that's interesting to put into context yeah. of what it takes to graduate service to. Yeah, but but even so, uh, I don't think you you can fairly judge it from our perspective, because well, just you know, it's like that movie that it's, came, intense. it's like that movie that came out with the the Avengers. What was the name uh, uh, of the guy that like the guy that was going to kill the universe? Well, half. Okay. Half of everyone. Okay. Well, he said, "Look," he goes, "There's too many people." <laughs> right. It's ruining it for everybody. He said, he said, so I'm going to get rid of half of everybody, and it's just going to be so much better for everybody else. Right. So you're thinking, here he's going to kill half the beings in the universe, but yet from his perspective, maybe that was the mer most merciful thing in right. his mind. Right. So you get somebody like Genghis Khan, maybe it's like, look, this world is a, is a disaster. Right. I'm going to come in, I'm going to restore order, I'm going to have to kill a whole lot of people right. and control, scare the hell out of the rest, control everything. but life will be better for them. Right. right? So the left-hand path from the right-hand path just seems incredibly evil, mm -hmm. but maybe from their perspective, it's like, listen, I'm doing you a favor. Uh, one of the things that they said, they go, well, from their perspective, service to self is service to others. Because the self, self is... Everything their self is God is everything. Right, self is everything. This this is this is one of the things that that there's no way I'll ever be able to wrap my mind around it. But the drop of the ocean, the entire ocean exists in the drop. Mm -hmm. And that's fractal nature, right? Of well, but but even fractal, we say okay, so the drop you're going deeper, deeper, deeper. You see the whole ocean, but they're saying no, actually, yes, but. The entire ocean is in the drop. Okay. It's like, okay, that's over my pay grade. <laughs> but but that's the principle. So I yeah. guess the principle in the left-hand path is if I serve myself completely, I am serving everyone else. Right? right? So the left-hand path, it's not an infinite path. It cannot merge to God from the left-hand path. When they hit about sixth density, they realize actually all others are self. So then they flip their polarity and realize that serving others is serving self. You cannot merge back into God from the left-hand path, mm. right? You can learn a lot, you can get really close, but you have to then flip back over to service to others are self, mm -hmm. right? First, it's all self-contracting inward, but then they find they hit a wall at about seventh density. They have to then expand outward to merge back into the Creator. But their intention all along was to merge back into the Creator. But this is what they saw was the way to do it. Mm -hmm. And they were almost right. It, it, it stops dead at about seventh density or sixth density. I forgot exactly. But it, you can't progress any further until you flip your polarity back over and expand awareness outward to, to others ourself. Mm -hmm. So you got to choose, though. That's the point of here right now. Well, so yes. So this, this, this third to fourth density is choosing. Mm -hmm. It's choosing. So to graduate the left-hand path, it's a really, really high bar. It's 95%. That's really tough. So in a sense, if you see somebody graduate, 
to fourth density left-hand path, you can almost say, that's pretty impressive. Very impressive. Very impressive. That's really, really hard. Whereas right-hand path, because of the nature of the right-hand path, all you got to do is get 51% and you can move up to the next density. Mm. Right. What was the question? I, I got I got off track. We were summarizing why we're here. The purpose. Oh, yeah. So choice. choosing. So Jesus refers to this. He talks about, I, I forgot the exact quote, but he talks about, you know, you, you choose hot or cold and the lukewarm I spit out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. So this is what he's referring to. Mm -hmm. So so he's saying, he says, for you that you can't make up your mind, you're selfish one day and a little unselfish the other day, and you go back to being mean, then you go back to being kind. He goes, I spit you out of my mouth. You make a choice, right? Like, Well, especially if it's about intention, how many people, and I've done this so many times, where I'll do things because so, it looks good. Right. That's, that's right. The middle. That's sure. not a choice. No, no, no. It is. It is. Well, that's not graduation. No, it's. You're not going to graduate like that. <laughs> right. That's but, not. But it in the might path. be. But it might be the stepping stone. So you know, I, I, I see some of these professional athletes, and most of them, you could say, are the epitome of spoiled and selfish. Oh. But once in a while, you'll see some guy get involved in some uh, uh, public service. Mm. A lot of times, it's because it's going to look good. Mm. But some of them. They start working with little kids, and they, they go, my God, that it gave me so much joy. These kids are amazing. It just filled my heart. I feel so wonderful. Mm -hmm. And then they start to sincerely get into service. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, you don't even see them anymore because they, they don't want the key TV cameras there. They're, they're, they've just fallen in love with helping those that need help, mm -hmm. right? So that's the whole thing. If somebody's nibbling around the edges of service, at least you, you're kind of now, you're exposing yourself to it, mm -hmm. and, and you just might get pulled into it. And, and um, we got time to figure it out. Yeah, it's like in the Law of One, they talked about, um, uh, they talked about service to others. Uh, I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember exactly. They go, even if you're not completely sincere, mm -hmm. It's a really good start, and it will tend to move you down that way, mm -hmm. right? Unless you're just a complete egomaniac, and you have the press there every time you, you know, you shake somebody's hand. Yeah. In which case, you're which just wouldn't be sincere, right? It's not even the no, law. It's not service to self. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's yeah. in between. Yeah. So you mentioned karma. The karma is a, a spiritual word. Yeah. What does that mean? And it's just cause and effect. It's just cause and effect. There, there, there's for every. Every action, there's physics say for every f force is an equal and opposite force. For every action, there's an equal and opposite action. Well, so below as above, right? Meaning that the laws in the physical universe are reflecting higher principles. They're, they're, just, they're just higher principles come down into lower and lower densities, and you see them as the physical universe and gravity and all that. But they, have the, they, they start as a spiritual law, right? Um, so karma, best I understand it, it's cause and effect, but best I understand it, it's a mental pattern. It's a choice you made based on what you see to be real or important, and then that becomes part of your thought pattern, either at a conscious level or a subconscious level, or maybe even deeper levels, right, that 
the way it works is your thoughts and your attitudes project out into the universe and create a reality for you. So it's like a projector. So your energy within you and your thoughts are like a projector that project a movie. The universe is like the movie screen, right? This is why if you have a particular karma, right, or lesson you need to learn, let's just say you set it up in this town, it just happens and you don't like it. You don't like that lesson. So you run away, you move to another town. Everything's great for a little while and slowly that whole situation starts to reform again, right? Because you're creating it. You're creating it through your thoughts, your attitudes, your, your intentions are projecting out wherever you go to make sure you get your lesson. No matter where you go, you'll bring your lesson with you. Right? You can run, you can run this lifetime, you can run in every life, you can run for a million lifetimes. It's not going away. I heard it put once this way, free will does not mean you set the curriculum. <laughs> free will means you can decide when you get serious about learning your lesson and passing it. Mm -hmm. You don't get to set the curriculum. The curriculum set by the universal laws. Can't run away from that lesson. If you do not Take that lesson seriously and pass it. It will. You'll keep reforming it everywhere you go. So my emotional, my emotional reactions or these these catalytic events yeah. that often are negative or what I yeah. would consider negative. Yeah. Those are all my lessons. Right? They're your lessons, but it's really simple. It will all boil down to you have to completely realize it's all one. And when that permeates all your aspects of your thinking, permeates your business sense and your romantic sense and your parental sense and your social sense, you can't say, oh yes, it's all God, it's all God. And then you go to your business and you, you cheat somebody for an extra 20% because mm -hmm. they don't know. It's like, yeah, I'm, I, I, can, I know I can get another 20% from this guy. Okay. It matters. Well. Where is that? All, where is it's all God? That's not there. So, I believe that as you send this energy out into the universe, you're sending it out at a frequency. Mm -hmm. So let's just say you hate somebody's guts. Mm -hmm. What do you th you think that just just the feeling stops right at your skin and just circulates around yeah. as chemicals? Well, it does that too, mm -hmm. but you're sending an energy out there that you put a certain frequency on. Yeah. So that cause, which creates it will emotion, which is karma, right? Right. It will cause, it will reflect back from the universe. That will reflect back and you'll find people that just hate you, right? Why do you hate me? You sent it out there, mm. right? So energy, according to science, can neither be created nor destroyed, which means it's immortal. So that energy that you put the wrong frequency on will continue to exist in this dimension mm -hmm. forever. So how the heck are you supposed to merge back into the oneness when you got these anchors anchoring you down to this physical level of the universe? Right. This is why there's reincarnation. You got to clean up your mess. 
it's like the Goodyear uh, Goodyear blimp. I don't know if it, you know we here in Southern California, we have a chance to sometimes see it down on the ground, mm -hmm. and it has they have ropes hanging down, and so the pilot brings it down, brings it down. There's a crew on the ground, like twelve guys, twenty guys, or whatever. I'm sorry, That's where they they grab the ropes mm -hmm. and haul it down and tie it up. Mm -hmm. That's how they get it to stay. So you could say. As pieces of God, we're the Goodyear blimp. Mm -hmm. We just naturally float to the sky, mm -hmm. right? But for every time you put the wrong frequency on an energy, that's a rope tied to this realm, this physical realm, this earth. You got Some of us got so many freaking ropes, we think we're a rock. Mm -hmm. It's like, I can't understand why I can't be happy or I can't... You know, feel joy, can't feel peace. You know, oh, 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 you're doing all that, nothing's really happening. You got a billion ropes that you've created over a 20 billion lifetimes. Mm -hmm. How do you cut those ropes? You begin to correct the energy that's reflecting back from the universe. These, these energies you sent out will come back. You hate, it's going to come back as somebody's hating you. Mm -hmm. How do you cut that rope? How do you cut that rope? I would imagine to love and forgive. That's it. Love and forgive. Love and forgive. So what I love and forgive even even the hate and the enemies and the pain and the suffering yeah. and everything that happens to me. Yeah. Yeah. You got to understand that's come back to you probably because you sent it out there at some time. You know, there's a there's a, a, a Hawaiian technique called Ho'oponopono. Right, which was an ancient technique where when everybody's fighting, bring them all in one room, nobody leaves till we hash this out, right? So it's like rope cutting is what it is. You know, you, you did, you did, you, you did. You have an elder, a wise elder, making sure nobody smashes each other's heads open, right? And you hash it out till all those bad feelings are gone. Well, the modern version of Ho'oponopono says, whatever you see that's bad in the world, you're responsible. Mm. You're responsible. So ask forgiveness for that. Mm -hmm. And I used to think, yeah, that sounds nice, but come on. Mm -hmm. Now I think, ah, maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. So one of the most powerful ways, Baba says, first try to understand. So you see somebody mm -hmm. hateful, it's like, were you ever hateful? Who? Yeah. Who's Baba first? That's my teacher. Okay. Yeah. So were you ever hateful? Yeah. All right. Have you gotten past it? Yeah, mostly. All right. Do you think maybe maybe they're stuck in that? Yeah. Can you understand it? Yeah, I can understand it. Do you think you can forgive them? Now that you understand how it happens? Yeah, I guess so. All right. Yeah, I I, I forgive them. Okay, great. Do you think you can love them now? No. All right. Well, then you're stuck at that level until you can love them because mm -hmm. that's God. Mm -hmm. That's your own self. Mm -hmm. So when you can see everything and see only God. You're pretty awake at that point. But I think at that point you've cut all those ropes. And you move on. You move on. Most you move on. Yeah, so, you know, we're, we're at that level. This particular classroom, I say, here's neutral. Below it is, is misery. Above it is joy. So most of us fluctuate between neutral misery and joy our whole life. <laughs> Right? Yes. So if you're fluctuating between uh, neutral misery and joy, you're not ready to graduate. Right. When you're ready to graduate to the next level, the next level's joy. Here, joy, 
joy, it's all joy, more joy. The next level, it's all joy. Here's the beauty of it. There's no top end. There's no top end. Your joy, your peace, your bliss, just it keeps expanding, 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 expanding. Mm. Right? But at this classroom, misery neutral, misery neutral joy. And this is where we're the, thus lukewarm. You're just constantly fluctuating back. When you're constantly choosing God, when you're constantly choosing love, when you're constantly forgiving, when you're actually doing it, you just start to just be happier and happier and happier. And, and of course, this, this is a rough world. Once in a while, you get kicked in the teeth, and it's like a rough day. Mm. But once again, you say, okay, that's God. That's a lesson coming to me that I needed. Okay, God, I'm not crazy about it, but let me try to do the best I can with it. You start to produce... My teacher talks about, he says, Sir, in order to make real spiritual gains, he says you have to have a positive mindset. Mm. But for most of us, our idea of a positive mindset is a, uh, is a little happy frosting on a misery cake. <laughs> right? Mm. So we're negative all day, and oh, that's SOB, and hey, you know, they did that to me, and you know, it's like, God, this never works out for me. And then you come home, you spend five minutes going, all is good. All is good. All it's come on. It's mm. got to be everything that comes into your consciousness. You could view it as a positive thing. Mm -hmm. Now there seems to be a trap that we can fall in very easily, though, because uh, I have had plenty of times where I wasn't in that bliss, happy, yeah. but I knew that it was available, and so yeah. I wanted to get on this path yeah. to enlightenment, to yeah. awakening, to freedom, yeah. and. When I'm thinking about that, it's not here. Yeah. So there's a, that's the trap, right? How, I, I how, think. What I do think I do when I'm not there, but I know I, it's possible. I think the trap for modern spiritual community, new age thing, is we're just way too caught up in we want an experience. We read about Joe Dispenza and he hear about people who their voltage goes through the roof and they just have and everybody go, I want that. It's like you're reaching for a joint or a drink. Or, or something, we all want experiences. Forget experiences. Be a good person. Mm. Be loving, be kind. But isn't, isn't what you were talking about just earlier where you're happy, isn't that an experience? It is an experience, but it's like, it's like you have two teams going into the championship. One, they focus on their play, which has led to them to the championship. The other one's saying, we gotta win. We gotta win. We gotta win. Well, if you're focusing on winning while you're playing the game, you're gonna lose. Mm. If you focus on playing the game perfectly, you have a better chance of winning. So, if you focus on the fundamentals of seeing God in everyone, seeing God as everything, seeing yourself as God, and staying holding the moment of that peace within you. The bliss and the, the joy and all that comes, right? The more you want to hold on to that feeling, the more it flies away from you. Mm -hmm. Just practice seeing God in others, seeing God as everything, operating from that premise that this is all part of yourself, and the joy comes. Mm. Otherwise, you chase it, it's going to run from you. You won't be able to hold it. Because maybe, maybe you manage to just crank up a little bit of peace, a little bit of joy, and you're on your way to work, and somebody cuts you off in traffic. 
F you, you know, you just, it all goes out the window. It may take four days before you can get it back again, <laughs> right? Whereas if you just practice the fundamentals, it's like, okay, God, all right, you cut me off today, yeah, fine, yeah. all right, I kind of lost it a little bit, <laughs> but I, I, I see that you're testing me. Okay, okay, you got me, you got me, that was a good one. Yeah. Focus on the fundamentals of s seeing wisdom, is just seeing it all as God, and the joy and the peace comes. Operating from a loving heart, right? Whoever God brings into your life, how can I be of some service today, right? It just might be a, a kind word and a, and a smile. Mm -hmm. It's like, dude, you look like you're having a rough day, man. What's up? It's like, oh, man, you know the job. It's like, yeah, you know, I get it, and I get it. Yeah, it, maybe you joke around with them a little bit, and you lift the spirits, mm -hmm. right? Left-hand path is self. Right-hand path is other than self or other self. It's your focus shifts outward to God as others, mm -hmm. right? You do that instantly, you start feeling better. It's like, yeah, man, I'm having a rough day, but you know, lots of people are having a lot rougher, so maybe I can cheer somebody up today. Maybe I can be of some service today, right? It ties into being Krishna's flute, right? Yeah, Krishna's flute, exactly. What, what's that story? So, um, or analogy, or yeah, yeah. So, so Krishna many times is depicted standing on one foot playing a flute, mm -hmm. and I realized that the flute, the standing on one foot represents the oneness of all things, mm -hmm. the flute represents the devotee who has let go of all their personal desires, attachments, fears, and has just attuned to divinity right, as attuned to divinity, and God now plays beautiful music through that flute. What, how much work is the flute doing? The flute's not doing any work. He's receiving this beautiful music joyfully, effortlessly, uh, uh, through no energy or work of his own, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that's many times when you begin to operate from a loving heart, looking to see God as all these others and how you can be of some service, you start to f have divinity move through you effortlessly, joyfully, perfectly, mm -hmm. right? And that, you begin to experience that. You begin to experience being the flute of God, mm -hmm. right? When you attune to that, and, and I, I've talked about before what I found the simplest, easiest way, without going into the whole story, of attuning to your own divinity is just hold as an intention the good of the other, whoever you're dealing with. Just how can I be of some service today? And if you're a garbage man, you just do a good job with the garbage. And if some spills on the ground, you just go, ah, you know, they don't pay me enough to pick that up. You go, okay, you know what? I want this community to be clean and healthy. We help mm -hmm. keep down disease. So I'll just pick that up. I'll do a good job in service to this community, which is serving God. And you do it with a joyful heart, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, As you operate from the intention of the good of the other, you instantly connect to your high self mm. or God. You connect to your super conscious mind. And you can try it for yourself. When you sit down, before you sit down with anybody, you just stop and say, hold the intention, may I bring something that'll help this person's life be a little better, mm. right? And when you operate from that intention, you instantly become a channel of divinity 
to the degree you can, to the degree of your purity at that point, right? Mm -hmm. So you might be working with somebody, you, you, well, let's, let's just say, well, I don't wanna go there, okay. So let's just say you're doing a business deal with somebody and you say, okay, you know, I wanna practice the spiritual path, so let me just, you know, may I be of some service to this person? And, and you start talking and you say, yeah, you know, I can do this for you and this, and it comes down to signing the contract and it's like, oh, it goes, oh man, that would be, that'd be worth $10,000 to me. And you're thinking, I was only gonna charge five. I could tell him eight and he'll be thrilled and I pocket an additional three. Instantly you cut off from your high self. You instantly cut that contact. Instantly cut that contact. The moment self comes into the mix, you cut that contact to your high self. Mm. But just as quickly, you can open that contact back up to your high self by saying, well, I got good news for you. I only charge five. And oh my God, oh, wow, what a relief. And you can feel the joy of being that perfect channel of God at that moment. Mm -hmm. You feel the joy. The, the more you channel divinity from your highest self down through your subconscious, down through your conscious self, the more you feel that connection, the more joy you feel, mm -hmm. right? Or maybe you go, oh man, you know, I'd really love to get your services, but I'm going through a really, really rough time. I, I, I don't have $5,000. Mm -hmm. And you say, oh, okay, well, come back when you have it. I'm here to serve you. Let me know if I can help at God all. Bless. Bye, God bless, right? <laughs> it's like, uh-uh, right? You'll feel the prompting of God within you saying, yeah. give it to him for 2000 and, and, and you'll know when it's God because you're going, what? I, come on. It's like, la, 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 la. I didn't hear that. La, 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 la. Well, okay, okay. So you're not serious about your spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. my, my teacher would say, spirituality without sacrifice is worthless. God will always ask you to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. But what he's asking you to sacrifice is your small self. Mm -hmm. He's asking you to sacrifice your small self. I can't tell you how many times God told me to do something. It's like, it's like... Yeah. Come on. It's like, you know, and then I want to I, I want to pretend like I didn't hear that. Yeah. And, and one of the things my teacher said, he said, never play false with the voice of God within you. Never play false. Play false means don't go la, 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 la. That wasn't really God. That was just my imagination and move on. You can do it if you want to, but he may not talk to you for a long time after that. Mm -hmm. this, this, this spiritual path, here's, here's the thing. This is serious business. If you're just looking to have an experience and get high off of spiritual energy, I don't know. Yeah, you, you know, stay in the wheel. Yeah, yeah, you know, buy some machine that can tune your brain waves up. Mm -hmm. If you're serious about the spiritual path, it takes a lot of responsibility with it. It's one thing when God has been speaking to you in your heart your whole life, but you didn't know it. Then you can claim innocence. Mm. But once you start to recognize the voice of God within you and you say no, that carries a whole different set of consequences. Because it goes, goes back to intention. Because you knew, now you know. You knew. This is, it, it's those that are manifesting a very, very high level of divinity are very careful about telling you what to do. Because if you know them to be an aspect, a powerful aspect of God, and they tell you, they tell you what to do and you refuse now that counts that counts so you're putting 
you're putting people in grave danger to speak from divinity and tell them what to do. Because if they know that you're speaking from divinity and still don't do it, now that counts. That's yeah. a whole different ballgame. So this is why, even like my teacher, you, you, you almost never would have him tell anyone what to do. Once in a while, once in a while, but almost never. And it's the same with the, the, the law of one. They're, they're, they say, you decide. We'll tell you principles. But they'd even ask things like, well, what's the best form of, medi of meditation? They go, we can't, we're not going to tell you that. Mm -hmm. In other words, you have to find it on your own. We, they're very, they're super careful about infringing on free will. Mm -hmm. There's times we can't tell you that because that will infringe on your free will. Mm -hmm. Right? So I think the more you attune to divinity, the more you realize you have to be very careful about interfering in a person's growth, right? So they only answer questions that are asked, and only if it's not going to interfere with free will or, or uh, the law of confusion, right? Mm -hmm. there's, there's some things that are you have to find your way through it. So it's really interesting, mm. really interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. So with some of us, like one of the things that, that I've experienced of, of late is the realization that all these things that I want to build and do in life, whether it's business or, yeah, yeah. or even like these great ministries where I'm going to help yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. And then I realize the end of it is it's, it's kind of nothing, right? It's just people don't need help. And wow, that's, see, that's, that's the problem. That's the problem. So I want to I serve, but then I think, well, a lot of that, I can, I can see how it's my own I want to have this identity build up yeah. in this service, yes. and I see my own racket, yes. and so then I end up just, it almost puts it in a kind of a sad place because of all these things of grandeur in my mind. I oh. keep on giving up and giving why is, up. Why does that make you sad? Uh, I think, well, I think a lot of times it's addiction to uh, doing things. There's just not a giving lot up of something do. you were attached to that yeah. you thought was great. <laughs> so I'm God, giving God, up. God is is saving you from a huge misery. So, so so we give up the good and the bad then, right? In in the things that we give up. No, or, I don't think you, I don't think we give up the good. Well, I don't think we give up the good. I think we, what good. you're giving up is your view of what should be done. Right, and this is what my teacher talks about. He goes, faith. And surrender are the same thing. Faith is trusting that what God is bringing you is exactly right. Faith is not trusting God to do it your way, right? So we we when we're operating with our dreams and plans, we're usually operating out of our conscious mind with your subconscious programs, which is usually a disaster. You know, this is why uh, at the highest level of prayer, you stop asking God for stuff. And you just ask God for happiness and leave the specifics in His hands, mm. because I, I, and and you know I, I've trained in hypnotism. One of the things that that I found out from a, a really good hypnotist, he goes, the problem is when most people are planning for their success and all that, if they have negative subconscious programs that are running, that's going to be built into their plans it's doomed to failure. It's doomed to failure because your conscious mind is operating from a subconscious program of failure and it's going to be built in all your plans. Mm. Yeah. Right? This is why 
my teacher Baba says, he said, at the highest level, don't ask God for anything. Just ask God to guide you. Ask God to guide you and help you to find peace and happiness and leave the specifics in God's hands. So what you're doing is you're basically taking your conscious mind and you're skipping up to your super conscious mind and saying, I don't know, I want to be happy. I want to be happy. Everything that I've done to make myself happy has made me miserable. So I'm going to quit messing with this. I'm just going to give that to you. I just want to be happy. You guide me and, and show me what should happen, mm. right? And now, then a lot of times, let's just say, let's just say, man, you've been dreaming about getting this expensive uh, Ferrari your whole life, and mm. and man, you just you just work and work and work, and you get that Ferrari, and it does nothing but make you miserable. You're scared that somebody's going to steal it, so you put it in your garage and you, you move all your other stuff out of the garage, right? And, and that's a hassle. And then you, you lock your garage and you have you put up, you know, your 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 uh, alarms, and you don't sleep very well at night because you're listening constantly, listening for your your alarms, right? And then you only drive it, you know, just drive it to the donut shop on Saturday mornings because. God forbid you hit a rock on the freeway, right? And then you hit a, a little, somebody kicks up a rock anyway and it scratches your Ferrari and it's like, oh my God, that's, that's going to cost a fortune to repaint it. You know, it's like, oh. So you realize this Ferrari is the worst thing that ever happened to you. Mm -hmm. It seemed like it was going to be great, mm -hmm. but once you had it, it's a, nothing but a misery. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And so for a lot of us, we think, oh yeah, you know, if I have a... a the actress wife and and I got a couple million dollars and I got a home in Beverly Hills or whatever you know you think oh then I'd be happy well most people are never gonna have that mm -hmm. so a lot of times they go through their their life unhappy because they could not get the things that they think would bring them happiness so a lot of times they die miserable I never had a, a house in Beverly Hills I never had the fame I didn't have a Ferrari ah, my life sucks and they die miserable right yeah. okay so then you get a lot of guys that get it. They end up, they got the Ferrari, and they got the actress wife, and they got the Beverly Hills, and they're more miserable than ever. So they figure, well, maybe I need two Ferraris, right? How many people get a chance to fulfill all their desires? I don't think it's possible to fulfill all your desires, because desires just keep growing. Mm -hmm. But you get a lot of guys, they ended up with the money and the fame and the Ferrari, and they're still miserable. Maybe then the light comes on and goes, well, this isn't working. I was just watching um, uh, 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 Elton John being interviewed about his life. Mm -hmm. And it was really interesting. It was really interesting because, you know, he had incredible fame and money. He had everything. He said, but I, I had uh, basically, he said, a donut hole, a big hole still inside. Mm -hmm. The drugs weren't doing it. The sex, when the fame, the houses wasn't doing it. He said, it wasn't until I started uh, helping others he started an AIDS foundation and and the joy that he got from helping those that really needed help filled that hole mm. and that's it we're we're spiritual beings in a physical body we're not a physical being with some spirit mm -hmm. we're spiritual beings in a physical body you have to feed that spiritual self and that spiritual self is fed by attuning to the frequency of divinity of love that's what fills us up mm -hmm. and you do that by being a good person in some way maybe you only have two pennies to scratch together you can't afford to be 
opening a foundation, but you can always you can always do a kind word. You can always take a moment to stop and talk to somebody that's feeling down, mm. right? Maybe you got you got two sandwiches for lunch and you see somebody that's really hungry, give them one of your sandwiches. Okay, you're probably a little too fat anyway, right? <laughs> so it's it's in that love and that in that giving, in that doing it from the pure heart mm -hmm. that you begin to awaken to who you are. And once you begin to taste that divinity within you as some peace or a little bit of happiness or a little bit of joy, you go, that's what I've been looking for. Mm. It wasn't in the Coke, it wasn't in the Ferrari, it wasn't in the actress, it wasn't in the house. It's in that giving out of love. Mm. Ah, that's beginning to fill me up, right? And eventually, if you delve into that frequency enough, if you begin to live in that frequency enough, well, my teacher puts it this way, he goes, attachment to God breaks all your other attachments. But when people hear that, most people relate to God as a concept in their head. Concept in your head will not keep you warm at night. Mm -hmm. It's experiencing God within you as that love, as that peace, as that joy. It's experiencing God within your human heart as that peace, love, joy, bliss. That's when you go, this is what I've been looking for. Mm. I thought it was the house. I thought it was the car. I thought it was the actress, right? I thought it was the fame. This is what I've been looking for. And as you become more and more attached to divinity within you as that peace, love, joy, bliss, you go, yeah, my Ferrari's nice, but if I had to sell it tomorrow, I can sell it, it's no big deal. It never made me happy. Well, happy for a few moments and then brought the misery with it. Mm -hmm. But this, I'm beginning to feel that peace within myself. So, mm -hmm. it, you know, if I have to drive a Honda Civic, it's okay, <laughs> right? I don't need the big house. It's, you know, it's, not, it's actually nothing but a pain. I'm killing myself every month to pay all this stuff. Mm -hmm. I could actually live a simpler life because I'm more joyful now than ever. Mm -hmm. So. As you begin to experience divinity within you more and more and more, all the rest of the stuff loses its importance to you. So you can have it or not have it. It really doesn't matter as much anymore. Mm. So this is what, what my teacher said. He says, attachment to God breaks all your other attachments, but attachment to God is a living presence within you. That's what does it, not some concept of God. People kill each other over their concepts of God, mm -hmm. but if they truly were experiencing God, they could not harm the other human being. Mm -hmm. If you're experiencing divinity within you as that love and peace, you can't help but have compassion and love for your fellow man, regardless of how different he believes from you, right? So, but to, to finish that, he says, but in the end, he says, you have to let go of your attachment to God. Right? He says it's very much like a man who falls into a, a, a thorn bush and he's got thorns sticking everywhere in him. He's got to take one good strong thorn and take out all the other thorns. But in the final, once all the thorns are out, throw away the thorn. But what he was saying is being attached to God as a concept of you and God, the duality. He said, eventually you have to let go of that and realize there's only one being in that room. 
and that's God. You are that. We like this concept of God and me. We just, just feel comfortable with it. But in the final analysis, you have to let go of the, the, your belief that that is something separate from you and realize there's just one, there's just one person in the room, and that's God. That's all there ever has been, all there ever will be. That's wisdom. Mm-hmm. Wisdom is at least contemplating that. Mm-hmm. You know, when you first start to contemplate, it's like you, you just feel like you're contemplating it. But after a while, you start to experience little bits of it. You start to, at first, there's me, and then there's everybody else, right? And, and most of them are jerks, right? Right? <laughs> and then as you start to, your heart starts to purify by contemplating the oneness of all things, and you start to grow in love. Your heart purifies more and more. You start to realize, you know what? Hey, everyone's kind of my friend. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of like everybody, mm-hmm. right? And then as that grows, and pretty soon you feel like everyone's family, this concept of genetic family starts to seem stupider and stupider. Oh, you don't have some of my genes? Well, it's like, hell with you, right? Yeah, I just, people that have some of my genes, I love. Mm -hmm. Everybody else, eh, Mm -hmm. right? You start realizing how stupid that is. And you start to feel like everybody's your family. Mm -hmm. And then as that grows, as your consciousness continues to expand, you start to feel like everyone's a part of you. Mm -hmm. And as that continues to grow, you realize everyone is you. Right? And that's as you wake up more and more. As you awaken more and more, the separation begins to fade and the oneness starts to become more real. Like I said, first as friend, then family, then part of yourself to finally your, your, your conscience fully wake up, you realize all there is is God. Mm. There's nothing, there's no two people in the room. And the room is God. There's nothing outside of God. At first, it starts as a concept. But as you practice a loving heart, holding the intent of the good of the other, seeing God and everyone and everything, it starts becoming more real. Then finally, your consciousness flips completely. And what used to be real to you now is unreal. And what used to be unreal to you now is real. So normal consciousness is God's unreal. And the separation, all these individuals are what's real. You're obviously separate from me. The chair's obviously separate from me, right? The separation is real. God's unreal. Show me God. Show me God. Where's God, right? Come on, where is he? But as you begin to practice this and your consciousness begins to vibrate at higher and higher frequencies, your sense of reality starts shifting. And now the separation starts to feel less and less real and the connection starts to feel more real, right? And that's just one of the ways Edgar Casey used to talk about. One of the ways you can tell you're on the right track is you start, you start to feel more connected to everything. He said, if you start feeling more separated from everything, he said, I don't care how famous the church is, how famous the teacher or the preacher, he said, get the heck out of there. They're, you're going in the wrong direction. And I thought that's a wonderful that's a wonderful measure of your spiritual growth. Are you feeling more connected? Could you be sitting at a restaurant and you got a little plant on the table that's wilting and you call, you poor thing, you're thirsty, here's some of my water. Mm. You just feel like, oh, you know, it's not like, who cares? It's mm. like, ah, oh, yes, you're thirsty, little plant. Here's a little bit of water. Your heart just starts to expand and you start to just feel love, concern, and compassion for all beings. Mm. right so so 
you could say I'm kind of in the in-between stage, right? So I can feel that a lot of times. I feel my connectedness. And then maybe you want to argue with me about politics and you say something I really, really feel is stupid. I, I'm, I'm almost ready to smack you in the face. It's like, okay, so I'm not there yet, right? So, but that's it. I'm still in this classroom. I'm still practicing, always choosing love, understanding, connectedness, right? Mm -hmm. So at least now I can say, okay, you know what? You, you have your, your right to that opinion, and I love you anyway. You're still part of me. You're part of God. And, and so, so you'll, you'll get the lessons you need. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways you know it's no longer a lesson, it no longer bothers you. Something that no, used to just, Ugh. now it's like, yeah, okay, it's okay. It's okay. I still love you. Right? And things can go on in the world that normally make you ready to get your gun and go out and fight. You go, you know what? This is the catalyst that this classroom needs now to stimulate spiritual growth for those that will take it in the positive way. Yeah. And for those that don't, well, they just got to repeat this 10, this 75,000-year uh, cycle again. Because I truly believe this is, the, this is what the Christians refer to as the end times, mm -hmm. but other spiritual traditions call it the end of a cycle. Mm -hmm. And it is the end of a cycle. So you have a 75,000-year cycle, which split, I believe, into about three twenty-five thousand year cycles this is like final exam time and that's why it's so insane right now because it's final exam time you choose service to self or service to others or are you just going to be lukewarm and have to repeat the whole thing mm -hmm. if you can stay loving no matter what's going on here it's a good chance you're ready to pass this exam if you get pulled in, and I tell people when I taught a spiritual class, it's off right now because of COVID, I wouldn't talk politics because I think that's unfair. If I'm coming as a spiritual teacher and I'm telling you my political views, it's unfair. My teacher never gave political views, ever, 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 right? So what I would say is, says, look, it's crazy. It's gotten a lot crazier since then. So I don't care what side of the political spectrum you're on as long as you continue to see your opponents on the other side as pieces of God and your brothers and sisters. I said, if you do that, we'll work this out. But the moment you start to hate them, you're now part of the problem. I don't care which side. If you have respect and love for the other side, you can sit down, we can work this out. Mm. It'll work out, it'll be fine. It'll still be beautiful. But when you start to hate, right, now you're part of the problem. Part of the problem. I don't care how right you think you are. If you're hating, you're part of the forces that are trying to lower the frequency on this planet for the negative harvest. You, you got you got a whole bunch of people working on the positive harvest. You got a whole bunch of people working on the negative harvest, right? So if you start to hate, you're actually helping the negative harvest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you know. So listen, if you if you can't if you can't love, well, at least don't hate. Yeah, just stay your lukewarm middle. Stay out of it. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna repeat the cycle anyway. So, um, how can people find you? You're uh, you're a full-time chiropractor. So, so I'm a full-time chiropractor. I'm I'm not I'm not Huntington Beach, California. Huntington Beach, California. So I I try not to do too much spiritual teaching in my 
practice because yeah. it really pisses off the people sitting in the waiting room. <laughs> That's right. When I'm supposed to be done in, in 10 minutes and I took 30 minutes. I've experienced that. Yeah, do that a few times in the day, my whole schedule's off, and that's yeah. that's not right. So it's not don't fair. come to a chiropractic session for no. spiritual No, no. So, you know, I have I have, uh, I have my professional email, philipsonchirocore at gmail.com. Right? You have any questions? You can... You can uh, Core, C-O-R, or C-O-R-P? C-O-R-P. Okay. Cairo, C-H-I-R-O. C O R P at gmail.com. Okay. And I'll answer questions. And it's good to ask by, uh, by, by email because then it's written. The problem is when I tell you this in person, high frequency teachings are very interesting. It's a high vibrational teaching. If you cannot regain that, that frequency, you cannot remember it. If you're just hoping you'll remember it. And so y you sit here and you've probably experienced it. It's like, oh man, that's great. I just, I resonate in my heart. I get it. And you leave. The next day is like, what, what was that again? What, what the heck did he tell me? It, it just goes because it anchors at that vibrational level of your consciousness mm -hmm. that until you bring your consciousness back up to that vibrational level, you won't remember it. Mm -hmm. But this was good where if you write it down, by reading it, it starts to bring your vibration back up again. Go, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right? It's very interesting how it just mm -hmm. disappears. So, in that in that uh, uh, vein, if you ask me a spiritual question, I can write it and you can keep it and read it. And the other thing is, I wrote a very simple. I'll call it a book. It's more of a pamphlet, right? That's for sale on uh, on Amazon. Uh, how to hear the voice of God mm -hmm. by David Phillipson, and it has the fundamentals of how to hear God within you. And once you find God within you and you can hear God, you don't need to listen to knuckleheads like me anymore. God will teach you exactly the right lesson at exactly the right time. Yeah. So this is, uh, I think I charge a fortune for it. I think it's $5.31 for the printed version, yeah. $3.33 for the Kindle version. Oh, man. And I, I, I put on there, Kindle, you're allowed to share it with other people, I guess. I, Authors have a right to tell people, uh, give people where they can share it with other Kindles for free. So I, I put free sharing. Mm -hmm. Don't ask me how it works. I just put that down. I hope it works. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's good. It will give you the fundamentals. And really, once you begin to recognize the voice of God within you, then God will teach you everything you need to know. Mm -hmm. And that's why I, I put that out there because you get that, you start understanding how to hear the voice of God within you. And then God will teach you everything you need to know at exactly the right time. Mm. And if they wanted to find you and actually come for a chiropractic session, well, you can just Yelp, right? Yeah, Yelp. You, you Yelp. just look me up on Yelp. Phillips yeah. and chiropractic. Phillips and chiropractic. Yeah, yeah. Yep. because there's some benefit to just being being. A well, I'm a good chiropractor. I'm a, I'm, good. An, I'm a good chiropractor. I'll attest to that. And I'm an ethical chiropractor. So, yeah. so my fees are very, very reasonable. Very reasonable. I do my best to get you well as fast as possible. I'm not going to put you on a five thousand dollar contract. You know, for for a year's worth of visit, I don't do that. I'm just going to do my best. Yeah. I'm going to do my best to to get you well to the best of my ability because this is actually part of my spiritual practice, right? All the things I've told you, I I put them into action in my business, in my personal life, and my finances because I'm selfish, but I'm selfish in in a way that works. Mm -hmm. The most powerful selfishness is 
unselfishness is the most powerful selfishness, right? People are, why are people selfish? Because they want to be happy. So they figure, me, 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 and they'll be happy. Well, actually, that makes you miserable. Mm. So the most powerful way to be selfish is to be unselfish. Mm. So the more you give out of a loving heart, the more joy you have. So I am selfish for joy. <laughs> I'm selfish for the presence of God within me. Mm. I'm selfish for, to be the flute of God and have Him play songs through me all day. Mm. So everyone that walks through the door, I do my best to see them as my own self, as God, as my beloved walking through the door, and, and do my very best for him. Now, some people are challenged. Some people annoy me, but it's like, uh, that's, <laughs> I know it's just God testing me to see this too is God, this too is God. So yeah. this is where God trains me. He trains me here. That's good. Right? And, and uh, so I do my best. I, I don't always get an A. Sometimes I get a C- on yeah. it. Sometimes <laughs> you see fifty-one percent. It's low, low standards. Listen, nothing annoys me more than a patient not getting well. That just really annoys me. I want to throw them out. It's yeah. like, all right, get out. Yeah. It's like, okay, all You're right, fired. you're fired. That's my patient. Yeah, right. It's like, okay, okay. So I do my best. I do my best. But I will tell you, if you don't start getting better after about five, six visits, yeah. I start sitting down with you saying it's time for me to send you somewhere else. Yeah. Because first of all, I'm not helping you. Second of all, I hate to hear it. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm no better. Oh, God, I hate that, right? But that's also yes. part of my training, yeah. to not be attached to, to everybody getting well. <laughs> it just gives me so much joy when people say, here's what I love. How are you doing? Oh, my God, I'm so much better. Thank you. It's like, uh, I love that, right? Unfortunately, there's a little bit of ego in there, too, right? I love, I, that's not all ego. I'm really excited people are feeling better, but I just love the fact that they're getting better. It's like, so... So God is still training me. Uh, that's why I'm saying I'm not fully awake. I'm, I'm half. I got one eye open a little bit, right? I'm 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 waking up, yeah. but it's just a process. That's all it is. So what would you say as a parting words for us that are are starting to glimpse an infinite Creator that that loves yeah. deeply? So uh, you know, my my teacher. One of the first things that I heard him say, and I was very disappointed. He said, "Don't worry, be happy." It's like I came all the way to India for that. Are you kidding me? It's a bumper sticker. That was a song, That's right? right. Uh, but as I grew in awakening, I realized how profoundly deep that is. Don't worry, you're an immortal being. And so is everyone you love. We're all immortal beings. We have always been, will always be. And the manifest aspect of divinity, the lifeguard, is looking after you, right? So if you believe that, what's left is just be happy. Mm. Happiness is one of the highest forms of worship there is. So for those that are on the spiritual path, we didn't get a chance to, to go into, I'm no longer on the spiritual path. I realize that's just utter nonsense. Mm. For those of you that are really, really serious on the spiritual path, quit being so serious. Mm. Just be joyful. Be grateful for having this life. Be happy. Mm. There's nothing to worry about. If you're worrying, you're way too attached to it being your way. Right? Trust that the way God is giving it to you is perfect. Don't ask God, I don't like this lesson you're giving me. I'd rather have that lesson. Yeah. I don't like the lesson of uh, difficulty with my wife. I don't like the lesson of difficulty with my kids or my in-laws. 
I want a different lesson. So I'll go out with strangers where I can pick a lesson I want to do and they'll love me. Mm -hmm. I come home, they, they're not annoyed with me because they see me for who I am. Mm -hmm. That's your lesson, right? Whatever God gives you, tackle it to the best of your ability to learn it, master it, get problems, deal with them, don't run away from them, right? Be grateful for all the blessings God has given you and if you really want to be a hotshot, be grateful for the difficulties God gave you. And don't run away from it. Don't try to pray them away. God gave them to you because you need them to grow. Face them. The sooner you face them and master them, mm. the quicker you move on. Right? So don't worry. Be happy. Enjoy your life. Really, I remember Yogananda, uh, Paranasa Yogananda, he, he was uh, training as teacher's ashram. And his teacher said, he said, why are you so gloomy? He said, waking up to God is the end of all sadness. If you're truly starting to wake up, what's there to be sad about? Be joyful. Be grateful. Grateful for what you have. Be grateful for the difficulties. Tackle them with courage. And, and trust God completely. Mm -hmm. How do you know you're trusting God completely? You quit worrying and you're just happy. Right? If you think, oh, you have faith in God, you trust God, but you're miserable and worried all the time, you don't trust God at all. Mm -hmm. Right? That's one of the, just as the indication that you're growing spiritually is you start feeling more connected to everything, mm -hmm. one of the indications that you're growing, waking spiritually is you're just happier and happier. Mm -hmm. Right? Let go of everything you think the way it should be, like all your projects, right? Mm -hmm. And just say, God, you know what? You show me what you want. Until then, maybe he just wants you to be a father mm -hmm. and do a good job at work. Do take care of that. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. We're not all called to be on the world stage and be grateful. Trust me, the world stage is not as much fun as it looks like. <laughs> wasn't any fun for Gandhi. Wasn't any fun for Jesus. Wasn't any fun for Martin Luther King. It's no fun. Mm -hmm. You know, just have a nice, simple, happy life. And if God calls you to something bigger, he'll make it obvious to you. you you'll know. Until then, you know, when, when Gandhi wasn't on some campaign, he was just busy uh, milking the goats and right. cleaning the house and emptying the latrines. Just joy in the simple life. Be grateful you're not being called to something bigger. Mm -hmm. Right? Just, just enjoy your life. And God will make it clear if he wants something more. Mm. I receive. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you asking me to do this because at this time, the more we shine our light into the world, the more people that are lukewarm might warm up a little bit and start operating from a loving heart and yeah. a forgiving heart and a sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. All right. Thank you, brother. Thank you, my friend. All right. Okay. <laughs>